1: Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan.
2: All right, here we go. Happy Thursday, everybody. And find that umbrella. You're going to need it. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 on The Fan. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by our good friends at the Haug Baron Law Group. And you can listen on 680 AM, 93.7 FM. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of coming the fastest and easiest way to shop online. Let them wow you. They do a good job of that there. All right, so let's see. We got DT in the house, our engineer. Hope Nerney's doing all right. And uh, Road Dog Gillespie, I saw him earlier. I guess there's a road show with Nick and Chris. Not sure who's handling that. I think Road Dog's here for the day. Right now, it's just me and you, brother. How are you doing this morning?
3: I'm doing fine, Buck. Looking forward to an exciting Thursday night football game. And uh...
2: Uh, well, then you're going to be disappointed.
3: <laughs> You're
2: going to be disappointed. And I'll address that today in the Big Take. Fox Big Take. I'm not a meteorologist, but I've been known to play weather forecaster during my minor league baseball career. Tropical Storm Nicole is on the way to Metro Atlanta with heavy rain and strong winds. Right now, it's pounding. Valdosta and Savannah, the outer bands. And those outer bands are expected to arrive late this afternoon here in Metro Atlanta and extend through tomorrow evening. The Falcons-Panthers game in Charlotte tonight will be played in that rain and the wind. They'll be lucky to have 3,000 fans in the stadium. So uh, Falcons, we'll talk about them in a moment and the keys to victory. Getting a win tonight. Hopefully, Nicole will exit prior to the Georgia High School football playoffs, which get underway tomorrow night. And that's when it's expected to be moving out of Metro Atlanta's tomorrow evening. And then the cold temperatures move in Saturday. We're going to get down to the 30s, man. We're going to go from 80 to 30 in one week's time. So get out the heavy coat, folks. You're going to need it this weekend. And there's your big take. Yeah, I never played the uh, TV f- weather forecaster. Most guy, most people here in these big markets, like David Chanley at Fox 5, he's a meteorologist. Now, when you see the weather forecaster, they're, they're not exactly qualified to be handing out the weather. But we do in sports talk radio, so, and I'm able to, to get that done for you today. Road Dogg's got the, he didn't have the rain jacket with him today. I guess he's going to make it home in time to seek some shelter. Let's get to the Falcons, man.
1: The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah,
2: Falcons and Panthers tonight on Prime Video.
3: Kind to go into the my boys' room to watch the game tonight. Actually, you'll be able to pick it up on local television as well. Oh, local season. TV? Okay. Yes, yes. I believe it'd be on the, on the Fox. On the Fox, where your your friend David Chanley works. Yeah, all right.
2: So I don't have to go into my son's rooms where they've got these high tech video systems set up. And see it on Prime Video. You know, a lot of the older uh, generation, they get a little confused when you tell them, okay, the game, Falcons game on Prime Video tonight. What? Wait, what? How do I get that? Well, you got to be streaming. 815 kickoff in Charlotte. The I-85 rivalry rematch. We played a wild one a couple of weeks ago. This time, though, the Falcons are going to try to get that running game cranked up, and it should be a good night to get the running game going with wind and rain and the forecast. And we've got Quarter L Patterson back in there, brother. And you know, Art wants to run that football, and Patterson, who was limited as far as the number of reps they gave him this past Sunday, probably holding him back knowing that he'd be... Getting the rock a lot in the Thursday night game. You know, Patterson's averaging five and a half yards a carry. Panthers run defense, not very good either. Number 28 in the National Football League, their defense stopping the run. Our formula for success tonight, hand the ball to CP and get out of the way and maybe block some people. On the other side, you got PJ Walker. Get the start for the Panthers at quarterback. I'm interested. Are they going to dress three quarterbacks tonight? I mean, you got Mayfield as the backup. Got that other dude that has come off the injured list. And uh, Sam Darnold coming off the injured list. uh, He might be available to play three quarterbacks in one game. That might be a record. P.J. Walker, though, going to be tough picking on the Falcons secondary with the rain falling, which is a good thing for us because we're allowing 300 yards a game. That is last in the National Football League. Nobody giving up more yards passing than our Falcons. Is that Dean Pease's fault? Or is it the fact that we've got like second and third team cornerbacks out there playing right now? I think you nailed it. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. And does anybody call it the I 85 rivalry? Because I don't, I, none of my friends are, are calling it that. I saw that preparing for the show today, and I, I'd forgotten all about some people calling it that. I guess on TV they do it. And what announcers are we getting tonight?
3: Don't we get uh, Al Michaels and uh, Kirk Herbstreet on. On the Amazon. And what a pleasant surprise that will be. Absolutely. Instead of
2: Albert and that former Saints linebacker, it seems like we've gotten them every single weekend this season. I've, I've got to turn the volume down. Because it has been horrendous. I mean, when we play, they say, okay, let's let's give that Falcons game our worst announcing crew. we win some more games. Turn the volume down. Let's hear Arch. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned that. My bad. As far as the rain goes, let's hear from Marcus Mariota, DT, Falcons quarterback. He's aware of the weather forecast. In fact, look, I'm just going to say that every single quarterback at the high school, college, and pro level are weather forecasters because none of them, none of them want to play in the rain. Let's hear what Marcus has to say about that.
4: You know, I think we're all pretty comfortable with the weather. Um, i played in a lot of rainy games in my career up in Oregon, so, um, you know, it'll be fun. It's kind of fun football weather. Um, when it comes down to it, I think guys will be prepared and we'll be just fine.
2: All right, I hope so. Yeah, he's got experience. We used to have a coach in high school and we were going to play in rain that would just dunk the ball on Thursday into a bucket of water during practice. So I throw this! Get you ready for tomorrow night. Yeah, obsess over the weather as a quarterback because you got to grip the pigskin, man. That thing can get slippery. Then the next thing you know, you're dropping it. People are booing, putting the backup quarterback in. A lot to obsess about as a quarterback with the bad weather approaching.
3: All right, that's my Falcons talk. They're uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Yeah, Buck, I'm looking for an exciting game. Doesn't sound like you're looking for the same. How you see this one? It's going to be a mutter, as they call it. Mutter was a mutter. And that's our, to our advantage. We
2: run the football. That's what we do under art. And we're going to try to run it again tonight.
3: Fits well for what the Falcons want to do.
2: Yeah, we'll take a victory, get it back to 500 at five and five. And then try to get over 500 next week. That'd be the first time in five years. If we end up doing that, that we have a winning record. Doesn't seem that long. Doesn't seem that long ago we had a winning record. Okay, so says you. Everybody else probably saying, Blue, you crazy. We had a losing record forever, it seems like. All right, coming up next on the show, we're going to uh, we're gonna get the shades on. Even though we've got bad weather approaching, we're going to put the shades on, go to the quarterback club. We'll talk about Will Rogers, Mississippi State quarterback, plus Josh Brooks will join us on the show. The Georgia athletic director will hang out with Josh, so stick around for that. It's the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and
0: 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport,
1: On the Buck Ballu
2: Show here on the Fan, 680 and 90 through 7. Man, we've got Bucks Beat Podcast dropped yesterday. No Episode 74. Say Georgia, Mississippi State Game Preview. You can catch that at the It's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. We've got you covered during the football season with a lot of these podcasts from the Dogs to the Jackets to the Falcons. We've got you covered, so uh, get it at thepodcastpark.com or wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, that kind of thing. And we're going to hear from a man, uh, John Bond, not James Brown. I did uh, hang out with James a little bit back in the day when he'd come to practice over at Georgia. He was a big Bulldog fan, and Coach Dooley welcomed him with open arms at practice, and why wouldn't you? I mean, it is a hoot, man. It was fun. You'd go to practice, and I'd get to throw the ball around a little bit, which was fun, to Lindsey Scott, Amp Arnold, and guys like that. And then to look over on the sideline and say, hey, man, look, there's James Brown. And then to talk to him after practice was fun. Uh, We better get to the quarterback club. Shades on in the club. So grab those shades. You probably don't have them today with the rain looming out there, but get the shades on. DT's got them on. If you're watching at 680thefan.com, you can click and watch. You'll see I've got my shades on. Now, I'm not heading to the club, but we are talking quarterback play, and we're going to take a look at, well, we're going to talk about the Mississippi State quarterback, Will Rogers. First, though, I want to let you hear from my man, John Bond, legendary Mississippi State quarterback who's still close to the program. He knows about Will Rogers. Ask about him on the podcast. And here's what JB had to say.
3: Will is a competitor now. He's from Brandon, Mississippi,
2: which is just down where I live in Madison. But his dad's a coach, so he grew up in that world. So he loves the game of football. And he showed a little something on Saturday, too, that uh, some toughness and
4: some spark there late in the game That that's really good for him as far as a team leader, which I think that's kind of where he's been missing. Some guys have been looking to other guys for leadership, but I think he's
2: stepped up in that area. He's really becoming a well-rounded quarterback and leader. And you know, the quarterback in this system is the most essential part part is the, the part that you've got to have so and he's becoming that and and becoming a leader and i think that that's that's what he's been missing and i think he's finally getting a hold of that and i think some guys are looking to him it's good for him and he's a competitor now he's he's
4: gonna stay with you and play with you and, and uh, play hard
3: all right so let's
2: break it down take a look at will rogers uh, took a look at him last night Right now, he rates out with the total QBR stat that I'm the advanced analytic I'm really into as far as quarterback play and judging that. Will Rogers, number 45 right now in the country, completing 68 percent of his passes, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, only been sacked 18 times. And my goodness, they're throwing it 50 times a game. So that's a pretty good rate far as not taking the sack Kuyper has Will Rogers as far as the draft eligible quarterbacks looking at the upcoming draft he rates him out as number 10 in the upcoming draft and here's what I see when I watch Will Rogers play the game arm strength on a scale of 1 to 10 I'd give him a 6 6.5 can make all the throws Really accurate passer, short to intermediate. Uh, you see him with good anticipation, throwing before the cut, the ball arriving on time. I found him to be really effective manipulating the pocket, sees the field, good football IQ, as you heard Bond say. Now some of the negative: inconsistent footwork. He's got to continue to work on that. And when your footwork's off, your consistency as far as accuracy goes dips a little bit so he needs to continue to focus on that not real good on the move on the run inconsistent with his accuracy running around throwing it a decent athlete not elite and watching the video of will rogers when he's at his best it's a catch and throw kind of thing he's in rhythm as they call it Catches the ball from the uh, shotgun snap. Ball getting out quickly to the right receiver. When he's in rhythm is when he's at his best. Uh, he's got a zip on that seam route, intermediate down the field, and uh, put it in some tight windows. And as far as the quick passing game goes, really thriving doing that. This is an extension of the run game with Mississippi State running the air raid offense. You expect the quarterback to take that shotgun snap on the hitch route, and get the ball out quickly and accurately. And I think he does it as well as anybody I've seen here recently. After the Georgia game on Saturday night, he will have over 1,500 career attempts. Over 1,500, man. Third year as the quarterback. Sacked uh, every 24 attempts, which I think is a, a very impressive thing. He was a freshman when Georgia played him last in 2020. Threw it 52 times in the game. Threw for 330 yards and a couple touchdowns. Georgia won that one 31-24. And I know everybody's obsessed when you're evaluating the college quarterback. Will he make it in the National Football League? That's exactly what I was about to ask you, Buck. What are his prospects in the next level? As if, it, you know, it's not enough for him to be good at the college
3: level. Well. yeah, you know, you, uh, Are you going to make it at the National Football League level? Well, one thing that stands out in your assessment of him is a six or a seven. You said in the arm strength, that's a question, right?
2: Yeah, but would you rather have a guy with a 10 as far as arm talent goes, but is terrible reading defenses and getting the ball out on time? No, you got to make good decisions. Yeah, all those things factor in together. I would say he's probably a sixth or a seventh round draft pick.
3: Backup kind of guy? Well. He's I mean, typically
2: ra- when you're drafting a guy Kiper's that has got him rated ahead of JT Daniels. Okay, Jaden Daniels, quarterback at LSU. That's a little surprising, and I expect that to change. He'll get a shot to make it at the next level. I would not uh, put him in the category of a guy that's going to make it in the National Football League. That's what I gathered. But I don't think any less of him because of that. He's a outstanding college quarterback. That's not enough.
3: Fits in perfectly with Mike a, Leach out there. He's going
2: to be a failure because he's not going to make it in the National Football League. Come on, man! I mean, there are only thirty-two of those jobs in the world, and they are all looking. He's Will Rogers, a six-one-six-two-two-zero-five-two-ten uh, somewhere in there. Not a great athlete, a good athlete. So, you get one or two guys make it in the National Football League as a quarterback. You got a guy that's just physically gifted with tremendous talent. And then you got guys that are six foot five and that can make all the throws with arm talent. So, you're either going to run around and cause problems, or you're going to stand in the pocket uh, with a a view at six foot five and then get the ball down the field. That's what the NFL is looking for. I don't think he fits either one of those categories, but an outstanding college quarterback. He's in a great system to take advantage of his skill set. I like Will Rogers. I like him a lot. You get a pick from you tomorrow? Well, we only pick, you know, one game out of college, one game out of the NFL, so I hadn't decided on that yet. All right, that's a tease. We'll take a look at it. And there's your quarterback club. You can put the shades up now. You're not going to need them the rest of the day. I get uh, people from time to time will mention, uh, I'll be in like Kroger or Publix or something and walk by and somebody might say, "Uh, shades
3: on in the club. It's hard to see in here sometimes with the shades on too. It's fun, though. That's what I like about Love it. Love the quarterback club. Yeah, it's fun. Field.
2: That's what it's supposed to be, man. Sports Talk Radio. Don't want to drag anybody down. All right, Josh Brooks coming up in a moment. Uh, so let's do something else that's a lot of fun, in my opinion. Let's get to the top five, baby.
1: The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Woo! It's time. For Buck Baloo's top five. Yes, sir. Okay. By your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Time to get
3: to the top five. So what's number one? All right, Buck, we're actually starting out in the NFL this week in the top five. I like it. A lot of questions around here. We know... Um, Certain connection to Matthew Stafford, a, lo- a local guy. Went to or not really locally. I went to school locally, out of the University of Georgia. But the Rams yeah, he's
2: living locally. Yeah, there during you go. the offseason, and his wife is from Metro Atlanta.
3: Well, Buck Rams are three and five, third in the NFC West. Are you concerned about Matthew Stafford? Yeah, and it has nothing to do with their record,
2: and everything to do with him being in the concussion protocol.
3: Now he's going to have to
2: pass some tests later this week to play against the Cardinals coming up on Sunday. So it remains to be seen if he's going to even play this weekend. His wife Kelly not okay with what's going on as far as the pass protection that has been non-existent he's been sacked 28 times third most in the national football league so far this year
3: the loss of andrew whitworth was just monumental for that and season. he was about 45 years old but he's still playing at a decently high level and it's been a quite it's been a noticeable loss for the, for the
2: yeah LA. it's been tough to watch he's been getting knocked around and you know his wife kelly had that brain surgery recently uh about a year ago if mm-hmm. my memory serves me correct and great to see her, see her doing well but she's probably got a different pers- perspective coming out of the surgery that she had they've got all those little girls growing up in their house man yeah i'm concerned about matt stafford yeah i'm concerned about him
3: well we'll keep that in mind and keep an eye on his status we'll see how he fares uh coming out of the concussion protocol all right buck moving back down to college football simply put what should Dabo do uh, take that Alabama job when Saban retires. okay
2: <laughs>
3: things things look uh, shaky at Clemson a lot of people think this is their that run yeah. may maybe near an end
2: well they got Louisville coming up on Saturday Louisville. and I think probably the best thing Dabo should do right now is stick with DJU but have a quick leash get uh, club Nick the freshman quarterback ready to go in there and get a, a series or two have him ready to go but I think he, uh, Dabo should stick with Big Cinco for the time being. You know that pick six against Notre Dame? I've heard some people criticizing Uwe Ngalole for the pick six. That wasn't his fault. That was the receiver's fault. Turn around and make the catch, dude. They've got some quarterback issues going on. It looks like to me Uwe Ngalole has lost some confidence, and the freshman doesn't have any confidence because he's a freshman. The only thing worse than Clemson's quarterback play right now is their run defense. They gave up 260 yards to Notre Dame last weekend, rushing. I mean, their run defense is the only thing uglier than the quarterback play.
3: All right, Buck, moving on in our top five. Looking ahead to the weekend, drop a first on us. A first on you? Yeah, maybe something we hadn't seen before, something that's never happened before going to
2: blindside me with something okay. like that? This is uh, a top
3: five bucket, keeping you on your toes. All right, this is, this will be the
2: first time since we installed the college football playoffs that we won't have Alabama or Clemson mm. in the college football playoffs. How about that for a first? Yeah. I mean, for those out there, including my wife, my lovely wife, Kelly, always says it seems every single year, why the same teams in the playoffs every single year? Well, honey, you won't see Clemson or Alabama. In the playoffs this year. Get your wish this season. First time that's ever
3: happened. That leads to so many questions I want to ask you about the playoff, but we'll move on to the top five. Playoffs? We'll address that soon. Very curious to see who might be in there. All right, Buck, again, as we look ahead to the weekend, what are some of the most intriguing games you see on the slate? Either well, pro, college, high school, what you got? Yeah, I would go to the NFL. We got the Vikings
2: seven and one taking on the Bills six and two in Buffalo, and we got that Josh Allen question about his elbow. Is he going to be ready to go Sunday at one o'clock? Bills three and a half point favorites. Best game on the board in the National Football League. Okay. Uh, TCU and Tech college game. That's a seven thirty kickoff in Austin. ABC's got it. TCU number 4 this week. Texas a 7 point yeah. favorite over the undefeated Horn Frogs, number 4 7 point underdogs against Texas. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so that's intriguing. I, I I expecting uh Hook 'em Horns to get it done in that one. I mean, TCU's been in all these games where they've had to come back or put up a late score to put it in the win column, so you know, don't have a lot of confidence in TCU. And then TCU's gone. Yeah, as Nick Saban would say, and speaking of Saban, I'm intrigued by the Alabama-Ole Miss game. Alabama out of the playoff hunt. They're 12-point favorites over a one-loss Ole Miss team who's trying to win the West. They need LSU to lose another one. And the Rebels, Kiffin and those boys, need to beat Alabama for that to happen.
3: So I'm intrigued by that one. 3.30 kickoff on CBS coming up on Saturday. Still a lot of questions left here in, in early November that need to be sorted out, especially in college football. All right, Buck, we never like to talk about this, but maybe we should. Who's going to be the next coach to get fired? Yeah, Mort told me he didn't really like talking about this stuff on Wednesdays. you know.
2: He said that's the one topic he is not going to get into is who's the next coach that's going to get fired. I will, though. I've got no problem talking about this. The next head coach that's going to be fired. Hmm.
3: You know that Broncos coach, he's he's not gonna oh, be there very hackett, my I, goodness. A couple of weeks ago I was out there with the sales terrible. guys and they said they said something to the effect of what's wrong with the Broncos, and I said pretty simply their head coach is clueless. How about McDaniels in Vegas? My goodness. That's an ugly been terrible. as well. I'm gonna go Cliff Kingsbury, Phoenix
2: Cardinals head coach. They are three and six, they're one and four at home, and they're in last place in the NFC West. And remember what happened a year ago with Kingsbury and the Cardinals? They started the season 6 and 0. 6 and 0. And then over the next 10 games, I believe it was, they went 4 and 6, something along those lines. Did we play 17 games last season? I believe so. Yes, yeah, sir. so yeah, the bottom fell out after that 6 and 0 start. Can't fire Kyler Murray. And there's just something about Kingsbury that rubs me the wrong way. I don't think his quarterback likes him a lot either. They don't seem to get along. Tyler Murray and and him, when they uh, call a timeout, they don't look each other in the eye. There's no eye contact. They curse at each other. Yeah, I've just not been a big fan of uh, Kingsbury. You know why he got that job? It's because what the uh, Chiefs quarterback did for him when they were together at Texas Tech. Mm -hmm.
3: Is he more of a play caller than a head coach, perhaps? There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah. No doubt. I don't see him as a motivator. But he's he's probably going to get cut loose. Here's your top five.
1: Bunk's top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station.
2: Yeah, man, and we've got something going on on Saturday. I need to tell you about 680 The Fan's small business open uh, is coming up. That's December the 14th. What am I talking about? we got the... Uh, the gambling thing coming up yeah, on Saturday. Casino yeah, casino night. The yeah, the casino night. But we've got the small business open at Top Golf on Wednesday, December the 14th from 6 to 10. Topgolf Alpharetas. In the seventh year, the small business open, perfect for introduction of your small business into the world of radio, marketing, and advertising, and your chance to set yourself apart from the crowd you're competing against. Join 680 The Fan by sponsoring a swing bay at Top Golf Alpharetta and be a part of the commercials just like this one, promoting your small business. In addition, you can win great prizes, including a 13 week influencer endorsement campaign worth fifty thousand dollars. What? Plus, you're gonna be joined by a six eighty the fan on air radio personality playing on your top golf team. I mean, the luck if you could get hooked up with Hoyt, man, that's gonna be entertaining. We could never do it without our sponsors. We've got our presenting sponsor, Georgia Primary Bank, Horizon Investigations and Background Screening, Burger Smash, Guffey's Men Find Clothing Atlanta, Top Golf, Alpharetta, The Axis Group, and Color Spot. For more information and a jump start, your small business today, email biz, B-I-Z, at 680thefan.com. That's biz at 680thefan.com. Let's get to the round table.
1: The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far 15, 10, 5. The Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's
2: go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Jay Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia, Josh Brooks. Josh, we always appreciate your time. We know you're a busy man. And what are you involved in today? What's What's got your attention today, Josh?
4: Cool, oh, man. One thing after another, getting ready. Uh, got an exciting uh, women's basketball game tonight. We've got a first round NCAA tournament hosting soccer here uh, for the first time in, in 10 years on campus for the first round. And then obviously uh, the team travels to Starkville uh, Saturday or well, Friday, playing Saturday. And then uh, men go to Wake Forest, men's basketball. Wake force Friday night, so a lot going on.
2: Isn't it important for you to show up at these events just so the the coaches, the players see you there and they feel your support? Do you feel that kind of pressure?
4: Yeah, but at the same time, it's what I enjoy. I mean, if you didn't enjoy going to these events, why would you right. take on this job? You know, so I love it. And yeah, I'll I'll stay back Friday night here for the soccer match and then fly over Saturday to to get to the football game. So I try to um, attend as many events as possible. But it's good for the the, the the kids to know you support them. But it's also, you know, if you're going to be evaluating a coach on their performance, it's, it's important that you're there and, and watching it firsthand and, and getting, uh, you know, an understanding of 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 how the game's going and how they coach and how the team performs, you know.
2: I can remember playing baseball at Georgia. And, in, uh, you know, early in the season, I would have one of the baseball players would come up and say, uh, you better go three for four today. And I would say, well, why is that? why today? And so, well, uh, Coach Dooley's up in the stands. He's up there watching man. Talk about pressure.
4: I don't think I exude that same amount of pressure. I don't think anyone's feeling the pressure where I should
2: Well, I know they love you being there and uh, I'm you know, we've all been uh, you know, thinking about Coach Dooley's family uh, here over the last week or so and uh, we've got the celebration of life coming up Friday, November 25th at Stegman. I uh, signed up yesterday and just looking forward to being with everybody over there as we celebrate uh, what a wonderful life hall of fame life and you know my thoughts and prayers continue to go out to barbara and their children and yeah. their families uh is it wrong of me to say i'm looking forward to just being with everybody uh coming up for the celebration of life
4: no i agree you know and i think it's such a special family um i've had the, the fortunate ability to get close to to this family and miss barbara um you know look i'm I'm uh, personalizing it for me. You know, I'm alone here. You know, all my family's back in Louisiana, so the Dooley family has been an extended family for me. And uh, Coach Dooley has obviously been like a father figure to me, and Miss Barbara has been um, like a mother or an aunt to me, and, and Daniel like a brother and So they're 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 great, and, and I'm excited about this celebration of life. I think it's going to be a phenomenal event. I met with um, Daniel this morning as we're going through logistics on that. And I think uh, I think we're going to really be able to pull off a phenomenal event that Coach will be proud of and uh, something that will really um, honor him correctly and, and something that everyone in attendance will will truly enjoy.
2: Yeah, good job with that. Looking forward to uh, being a part of it and celebrating his great life. Uh, also heard, too, NIL, you know, everybody, everywhere I go, Josh, I get people asking, what do you think about the NIL? And uh, you know, it seems like I'm coming up with a different answer most every time. But understand, now uh, we're making a push on on how Georgia fans can help our cause as far as how that goes. What can you tell us?
4: Yeah, you know, the the the, the rules are constantly evolving, and, and how we can can and cannot be involved in it. But on the fundamental level, and my responsibility, my role, we can encourage um, people to donate to the collective, and and that's important because. Um, the collective provides opportunities for our student-athletes and helps arrange um, marketing deals for them. And, and, and we need people to give to that collective because it's an important, um, you know, function for our student-athletes. So it is something that we're aggressively encouraging people to donate to. It, it's it's important now. And, you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything that's going on in the world of college athletics, but, but there's a lot of pluses um, involved with NIL and then provide opportunities for young men and women who, you know, can now help support their families or help, you know, it's it's more than just spending money sometimes. Some of these kids, um, you know, it really goes a long way with their families. So the rules have evolved, and as they do, we we evolved with them, and, and now we're asking all the Dog Nation to really get involved. And, and, and go to our website. You can find the link to the collective or go to the collective's website. And, and look at, you know, giving $21 a month. It goes a long way. So it's a call to action, and we need everyone um, to help because I guarantee it's important um, as we move forward.
2: How about that Tennessee game atmosphere? You guys still uh, still riding high after that game this past Saturday. What would you think of that?
4: Uh, you know, it's amazing. It, the connection between Coach Smart and our fan base is unlike anything else. I mean, he... He called he he provides a challenge and they rise to the challenge. They were elite and uh, special kudos to the students. Um, They were lined up. They were lined up so far back at the gates. We were worried that we, you know, it, it was crowding all the areas around the stadium. They got there early. They filled up the student section within 10 minutes. They were loud. They were into it the whole game. It rained and I don't think one of them even left in the rain. I think it just galvanized them. So. Um, it's just further proof that that the Dog Nation is the best, and when when they're asked and they're challenged, they rise to the occasion. And and what was it? Seven false start penalties. Absolutely. Um, in that game. So, um, you know, well, it's just it's just special. And and obviously, you, it's hard to rank games, and you never want to say one game is better than another um, because obviously we're still in the season. We got to keep focused to one at a time, but. That was a very special experience and one I will never forget. And just a massive thank you to all our fans, but especially the students for for how they showed up. Should be a great
2: atmosphere Saturday over in Starkville. We're going to load up and make the trip over and uh, cheer on the dogs. Uh, Those cowbells, you don't see anything like this in college football. I believe it's the only place where you can uh, shake those cowbells is in Starkville. Looking forward to seeing the uh, the, the matchup out there uh, coming up Saturday.
4: Yeah, obviously you got to bring a certain level of focus anytime you go on the road in the SEC, but um, that's where the you know, the veteran leadership is going to step up and and you know this is what they work for and and you know they're practicing with that noise and and uh, and being intent about it. So um, you know this is obviously sounds like Coach speak, but it's one game at a time, one play at a time, and go out there and block out the noise and just execute.
2: Well, uh, Josh, we always appreciate your time. We know you're a busy man. Enjoy the uh, sporting events you're heading to today. And uh, who knows we may bump into you Saturday out in Starkville. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate, appreciate you. Thank you, Buck. All right. Jay Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia. That would be Josh Brooks. And he joined us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. We'll come back on the other side. Some more college football talk. Glad you're with us. Buck Show here on The Fan. Here on the fan, 680 and 937. And we've got some high school football playoff action coming your way tomorrow night. Want to invite you to listen in to the fan and the fan app for the Friday night football playoff game of the week. 730 kickoff, Alatoona taking on Douglas County. And then after the game, stay tuned for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. It's powered by Georgia Power and presented by Truist Marcos Pizza, the University of West Georgia and Fox 5 Atlanta. Let's get to a nugget.
1: Mm tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
2: Georgia tight ends Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington have both been named to the John Mackey Award semifinalist list. Award will be announced on December the 8th at the College Football Awards show. Uh, so you got Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington. Hey, that tight end at Notre Dame gets a lot of love. Michael Meyer has had a really good career with Notre Dame. Some of the other semifinalists, produce Payne Durham, Utah's Dalton Kincaid. And no relation, I don't think. Texas has got a good one. Jatavion Sanders and Ohio State's Cade Stover. Now you got Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. Brock right now has 34 catches. Let me do the math. All right, he's averaging about three and a half catches a game. It's going to be tough to win awards, catching the ball three and a half times a game. But you know, I think Brock Bowers has a chance to win this Mackey Award this year. That's how highly people think of him that it won't just be about the stats all right who has the most catches or the most yards no who's the best player i think darnell washington should get some love on that one also wasn't it a couple years ago people were saying hey georgia never throws to the tight ends well thank goodness they've got them now brother And they've got two great ones in Bowers and Washington. Both those guys looking like first-round picks when they enter the NFL draft. Brock Bowers really improved his blocking. And that's one thing that these voters, I'm sure, will not factor into the equation, but they should. And that is, you know, blocking's a part of the tight end position think they should include that brock bowers i'm gonna go on and say and i predict he's going to win the the award this year we'll keep an eye on that time for the final word rest in peace fred hickman who was passed overnight at 66 years old fred hickman that's right cnn sports tonight he and nick charles This started in 1980. I was in college. When CNN and Sports Tonight got underway, he and Nick Charles did 3,000 shows together. And two stints. But I remember Fred Hickman as being a very talented broadcaster with an upbeat personality. It was infectious. Upbeat. We don't have enough of those guys these days. You know, it made you feel good uh, just watching the Sports Tonight show, rivaling ESPN back in the day. Rest in peace, Fred. We're going to miss you, man. And there's your final word. Going to do it for the Buck Baloo show today. Nick and Chris, I think, out and about today. Or are they in? Yeah, they're out and about. Out and about. So they'll be doing a live show. They're at the Spring Cinema. Going to watch Black Panther 2 today. Oh, wow. So they'll do the show and then watch the movie. Or will they do the show during the movie? That would be good radio. That would be good. That would okay. actually be fun. That's a tease. We'll see. Yeah. We'll find out. Stick around for that. Back tomorrow at 10. For the Friday show. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Grab that umbrella. You're going to need it. Go Falcons. Run the ball. Thank you, Where's Nerney? Okay. Thanks a lot, Buck.
0: This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation